Which players must you draft in your rookie drafts? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today, today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this game is definitely for you to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game. Again, all in, locked, all in caps, Locked On. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Madjuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Madjuk. Kate, what's going on? Not much, Marcus. We're going to uh, continue talking about some rookies today, which uh, all the hype, of course, like it, there's so much to to love uh, about this time of year. We've got, we're just under two weeks away from the NFL draft. Um, you got to love this time of year because the, the possibilities are endless. And uh, with those endless possibilities come endless possibilities for our dynasty rosters. Absolutely. So today we're going to be taking a look at each position that we have to uh, draft in our rookie draft. So a player that no matter what, we're going to leave with them. It, it doesn't matter if we have to draft them a whole round earlier than over ADP. Uh, we want them on our team. So let's start with quarterback where it's a little bit trickier but, Kate, who's the one guy that you absolutely have to have? I This is, like, purely, purely speculative, Marcus, and I hate to jump uh, on, like, the the narrative of, well, Josh Allen did it because yep. Josh Allen's Josh Allen. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the value here of Will Levis, who mm-hmm. 6'4", has, like, you know, the arm strength for days. I mean, dude could sneeze and the ball would suddenly be 60 yards down the field. Um, I love, I love the arm. That's what I love about Will Levis. And to be honest, like the, the tear breaks between all of these different quarterbacks outside of Bryce Young for me, like all of these guys are fairly close. Like Anthony Richardson uh, even for for the historical performance he had at the NFL Combine, still has a lot of questions. Um, you know, we we don't know what he could be as a passer. Like in the right system, great, but if he's not in the right system, who in the world knows? And you know, at least with Will Levis, we're getting you know we're getting a big guy with a big arm and sending him into the the right system um maybe with some more weapons than he had in Kentucky we don't know what he could be um he's not going to be Josh Allen but he might be a decent fantasy option i get it um i get it. he he's the cheapest of the four starting quarterbacks right now he's being uh drafted you know like 10 spots behind Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. So there's a lot of value there. Um, so I get it. He's mobile enough. He's yep. he's shown ability to convert on quarterback sneaks, which 
uh, in fantasy, we love quarterback sneaks, uh, especially at the goal line, because uh, those end up rushing touchdowns for us. But, um, you know, I, I think for all that that Levis has left to be desired in his time at Kentucky, I still think there are questions that he could answer in the right system that that we're not giving him credit for. For me, it's Anthony Richardson. And I would draft Anthony Richardson as the number one quarterback in this class by a healthy amount. Um, to be clear, because, I would not draft Will Levis as QB1, just to be right. clear. I, yes, yes. And I understand But that. based you, on the cost. That's just, yes. Yeah, the value is just so good. If, if these guys are being drafted in a, a regular, let's say even a super flex draft, if these guys are being drafted at two, three, and four, but you can get Will Levis in the second round, it's a steal. So I, I 100% understand. For me, it's just gambling on the trades, right? If, if if Anthony Richardson hits, he could really change my dynasty team and my roster, right? He takes me from a good team to maybe a great team because I do think he's got legitimate QB1 upside with his rushing ability and the way that he can make plays down the field with his arm. So I'm willing to overdraft him compared to the consensus because the tools and the traits and the upside is just so high. I, yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, and Marcus, you're going to have to pay up for okay. Anthony Richardson right now. QB one in terms of his dynasty value, but I mean, I get it. Like he's so young. He's not even 21 years old. Nope. Um, he is, he's a baby bird. And you know, for all the accuracy issues that we saw in Florida, again, like similar to Will Levis, didn't necessarily have the best cast of characters around him to, um, you know, like we usually say, you know, I want my quarterback to, you know, be able to lift the talent around him. Sometimes you need a, a little bit of the talent to uh, elevate the play of the quarterback. And that's something that I don't think Anthony Richardson got, but I mean, in terms of upside, yeah, no doubt. Um, he's got the, the highest upside across the board. All right, okay, let's, uh, let's pick our running back, the one that we absolutely have to grab next. Today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not quite as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. You guys should know that from your dynasty leagues, right? It's really, really hard to stand out among all the other teams in your league. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and try to lead your team to glory, building an historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you are going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and the terms, Plus, you're going to have to do, deal with free agency, the draft, injuries, locker room issues, and all the ups and downs of the season. All of this in a challenging but realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked on Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all in caps, in the game store. That is locked on, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Kate, who is the one running back that you're not leaving the draft without? 
All right. I'm not going to talk about B. John Robinson. That's my promise to you. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm going to go a, a couple rounds later and roll with Kendra Miller running mm. back out of TCU, who's, uh, again, uh, much like Anthony Richardson, just a little baby bird. Uh, doesn't turn 21 till June. Uh, you know, he's got that typical RB build, uh, 5'11", 215 pounds. Had an absolutely monstrous season for TCU. He was a big part of their success uh, in their their 2022 season. Over 1,500 scrimmage yards, 17 touchdowns. But I think this guy just has a really well-rounded skill set. Like, there's nothing that I think he's he's all that bad at. Ranked uh, tied for 13th most carries of 15 yards. Has uh, some of that burst. Uh, missed tackles forced. Tied for 12th in the FBS. 12th uh, most yards after contact. Like, yep. this guy was just a really, really solid performer. Um, and, it, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of downside to this guy, especially considering the fact that he's being drafted as RB9. Like, in the right situation, this, I think, could be, um, you know, a, a pretty solid running back with a pretty solid uh, potential for you know, RB2 production. Sure. I, I get it. I probably going to go early fourth round uh, in the actual NFL draft, which means you're going to be able to get him at a good discount in your dynasty leagues right now being ranked as RB seven. I think you would take him at least two or three spots ahead of that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think that's fair to say like I, in that range though, Marcus, like it, and, you know, looking at rookie ADP right now, um, running backs in sort of a, a similar range, like you have um, Sean Tucker, Roshan Johnson, uh, Dwayne McBride, Deuce Vaughn. Like, I think all of these players um, don't necessarily have as much bell cow potential as Kendra Miller does. Uh, and, you know, I, I think he, he shows plenty of explosion for the size he has i you know I, I love these guys that can get the yards after contact um can play through that and i think could translate well enough to the nfl that that you could be getting a steal at this yep. point in rookie drafts uh, i'm actually going to take a player that split some carries with kendra miller at hey. zach evans uh who ended up transferring to ole miss super high recruit coming out of high school uh kate during his career at tcu Average 7.3 yards per carry. He goes to the SEC and the production drops a little bit. Only, only, air quotes, only six and a half yards per carry. Uh, Jump change. Yeah. What I love about him <laughs> is there's just not a lot of wear and tear on his body. Only 320 touches over the last three years in college, but super productive. Averaging over 7.3 yards per touch. I, I just think he's dynamic. He runs hard. He's really, really young. He's only 21 years old. I, I, I think he's going to be a much better NFL player than he was in college. And I think he's going to go late third, early fourth round. And by 2024, he's going to be a team starting running back. So I'm, I'm in on Zach Evans. I, I like Zach Evans, Marcus, the, the sort of tiebreaker. And they're actually being drafted um, relatively closely. Zach Evans, mm -hmm. Uh, on after on average RB seven in rookie mocks, Kendra Miller RB nine. Um, 
so they're not too far off here. Zach Evans, a little bit of a smaller build here. Um, you but he know, plays he's still, so much bigger than his he size. He plays bigger than his size, for sure. But I still think, um, I, I give, I, like, just on a, a one-for-one, I, I still give Kendra Miller that, that edge. Sure. But um, do, you, do you worry at all about the fact that, like, we haven't seen Zach Evans uh, be – overly involved as a as a receiver um throughout his his mm. college tenure um at no, all not no. not really just because i mean there's a lot of running backs that get drafted high that don't really have receiving production i remember josh jacobs coming out of alabama i think the most receptions he ever had in a season was 20 and now he's one of the better all well-rounded running backs in the league but to be fair, it, it took him it took him a while to get there. It, um, it did. Zach Evans most uh career receptions, uh twenty twenty two, twelve receptions, hundred and nineteen receiving yards. I I think uh he's got plenty of that explosive ability um for what he's accomplished in his career, but I, I I'm still obsessed with Kendra Miller and the sure. fact that they played in the same, the same backfield. Really um, I love that we're, we're going toe to toe here. So I'd love to hear from the audience here, which of these uh, TC former TC running backs uh, they, they'd put yes. their entire, uh, their entire trust in here. All right, let's uh, move on to receivers. Who's the guy that you have to get. Ugh, I hate myself for this. I really do. Um, Oh, you know, Marcus, actually, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot. I was going to say Tank Dell. I was going yep. to say Tank Dell. Um, but I'm going to go for the guy that I think might be your guy as well. Uh, is it? Is it Marvin Mims? It's not. We... No, it's not. Go ahead. So wow. Go ahead. Okay. Well, Marvin Mims, then I'm going to I'm gonna go all in on talking about Marvin Mims, who I can't understand the lack of of hype, Marcus. What is going on with Marvin Mims? 5'11", 183, so he's a little bit undersized, as are like every single receiver in this class is is undersized. Uh, ran a 4'3", at the combine, but speed is literally like where he excels, right? Like ball skills, speed, um, ball tracking, like that is where Marvin Mims makes his money. He's so smooth, um, he's been productive, right? Like not a lot of drops. Like there's nothing that I can find that is a knock on Marvin Mims. And even for the lack of size, ranked third in deep yards this past season, like he, he wins everywhere, uh, you know, tied for the 11th most deep catches in the FBS. Like this is a very talented receiver that I think his speed gives him enough versatility that you're you're going to be able to use him, you know. I, I think as a vertical threat, you're going to be yeah. able to use him uh, out of the slot because he's going to be able to create these mismatches with his size and his his movement skills. But just so explosive, productive. Like, what are we missing with Marvin Mims? Because I, I, I feel so. like the upside is so high. I, we've been asking this for a while, and some of the responses I've gotten back on Twitter from some pretty high up people are doesn't quite play to his size, even though he's, you know, not big, he plays smaller than his listed size, but so does everybody in this class. This is just a tiny little baby class at receivers, but I just think he's got 
the best combination of, you know, being able to make plays down the field, being, you know, bursty after the catch. And he's cheap. Right now he's being ranked as, you know, wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. Why not? Why not? Yeah, and I think, I mean, he, you know, in terms of his production profile, in terms of his skill set, like, you look at the wide receivers going ahead of him that have plenty of questions, like, you know, Zay Flowers shooting up draft boards. It feels like there's a tear break after him, but Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, like, again, both, both, like, undersized guys uh, with, with smaller frames, like, why not? Marvin Mims and give me him at a discount. My guy, I'm not, I'm not even gonna tell you who it is. I want to see if you can figure this out. You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna name you all the reasons why I'm going to draft this guy. Probably a whole round higher than I should. This player has elite size at wide receiver, which is ridiculous in this class. Elite production, multiple years of production, played in the SEC. And he's being drafted as wide receiver nine right now. Can you figure out who that is? Okay. Um, elite size, elite production, played in the SEC, and had multiple years of high-end production. Um, this is I'm awesome. trying to think. Is the Tennessee is Tennessee in the SEC? Yes. Yes. Uh, is it Cedric Tillman? It is Cedric Tillman. Uh, okay. I'm going with Cedric Tillman. I'm bad with my college. That's so fine. sorry. I'm I'm bad no, with my good. college. Uh, my college yeah. conferences. Yeah, I, conferences. I, I think you're going to get a huge discount on Tillman because of one not major injury. He had an ankle sprain that cost him about a month and a half. But before that, so before he got hurt in the Akron game this year, his last 11 games prior to that, Kate. 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns, averaging 17 yards per reception. You don't see many guys that are 6'3", 215, and have that production, and he can run a bunch of different routes. I I think Tillman is one of the few guys in this class that projects as an outside X receiver, and that's why I'm in. I love this pick for you because, uh, like, so I there was a a very interesting podcast uh, just I think it was last week or the week before um, with Senior Bowl uh, exec Jim Nagy uh, was on the the PFF podcast, and I thought it was such an interesting conversation um, because they were talking about like, okay, so how do we come up? Like, we come up with this initial set of rankings, and then it feels like everybody else just builds their rankings off of these rankings mm-hmm. but like are there some players that maybe like were just ranked too low in the the initial rankings and Cedric Tillman was a guy that uh Jim Nagy shouted out from the beginning um like right off the bat uh, you know in terms of uh comparing him to his teammate Jalen Hyatt like uh mentioned immediately like this is a guy that we had graded you know much more highly uh, then Jalen Hyatt out of the gate um, just happened to to have that injury that I think paved yep. that way for Jalen Hyatt to be as productive as he did. But uh, size like projects him as an outside receiver, which you don't have a lot of that in this class. Um, in 2021, ranked 13th among receivers in contested catch rate. Like you love a guy that can go uh, get up, uh, you yep. know, yep. and just go and get it. Um, He's, you know, I, I think got a lot of upside for that 
size for that prototypical receiver build. He's a little bit older, I would say, than than most of the receivers in this class. Um, you know that that we're sort of considering in this cohort, but um, yeah, I, I really feel like if it weren't for that ankle injury, which you know feels kind of fluky, um, we'd be talking about him, you know, much more highly, and I, I think we'd probably be considering him uh, over you know a, a guy like Jalen Hyatt, I and I think the 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 script would be flipped. All right, let's move on to tight ends once we get back from this break. All right, Kate, who's the one tight end that you need to uh, make sure that you grab in your drafts? Oh, I feel like so ashamed for falling for the the flashiness, Marcus, but I, I want to take the upside here. Let's go with Zach Koontz, at, uh, who's mm. being drafted uh, on average at tight end seven. Just monster of a human being, right? 23 years old. He'll be 24 at the time of his rookie season. So he's a little bit older, um, but he's six, seven, 255 pounds. And this dude just had a monstrous combine, right? Yeah. Like yes. absolutely showed out despite that giant, giant frame, like just absolutely dominated the combine. And what was like a really, like Darnell Washington, uh, you know, yeah. a smaller guy, had a great combine, but Zach Coons showed out 93rd percentile for height. Uh, but it's when you get into, you know, the the athletic testing, um, ranked 91st percentile in 10-yard split, 92nd percentile 10-yard or 40-yard dash, 97th percentile in the vertical, 96th percentile in the broad jump, um, for both the three cone and 20 yard shuttle uh, over the 90th percentile. Like this is an elite athlete at the tight end position. He's got big hands. He's got the perfect build. Um, You know, I I think there's, there's a lot to like about what he could do at the next level in terms of that athleticism, creating mismatches. um, It's going to be hard to compete with that. You know, he just needs to go to the right situation. Oh, I like it. That's a probably a day three pick in the actual NFL draft, but a lot of upside uh, there. I'll be quick with mine. Uh, do you happen to know where um, George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson went to college? Uh, Iowa, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's a certain Iowa tight end in this class, Sam Laporta, who not really a blocker, really a slot receiver, uh, who had over 650 yards in each of the last two seasons on one of the worst offenses you will ever, ever see in college football. If you get him on a team that actually can throw the ball beyond three yards down the field, like accurately throw the ball, again, Iowa, please don't watch that tape ever again. Uh, Sam Laporta is somebody who could be a really effective kind of big slot tight end in the NFL, doesn't really block, doesn't have the wingspan to do that. So his value is all tied into receiving ability which we absolutely love for fantasy football. So Sam Laporta, probably a day two pick in the NFL draft, somebody I absolutely have to draft in my rookie drafts. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of regretting my pick now. Um, like, Koontz, definitely the upside. I think, it, you know, huge upside in terms of his athleticism. But if we're talking uh, which one of these tight ends is going to find more success at the NFL level, 
um, and has a much safer floor. It's going to be Sam Laporta. I just could see Laporta being like Zach Ertz in the NFL, right? Not really a blocker, but somebody just you want in the slot giving 120 targets to every season. Yeah, I, I think there's just there's a lot that uh, he does very well. But like there's something to be said for uh, even the fact that he's he's not really a blocker, like he's six four two forty nine, yes, and yeah, that that absolutely helps us because it sort of pigeonholes in him into that. Like you're playing uh, a slot, right? You're you're a giant. You're the biggest slot receiver uh, in the entire world, and that's that's great. Now, like you don't want it to uh, end up a situation where you get so pigeonholed into that that role that you end up like a Mike Gusecki who's faded into the faded into the ether. Um, you would have liked to see a little bit more touchdown production as well, but I mean, I mean, Iowa just, I, Iowa, I would have liked to see Iowa had more touchdown production. this year. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, <laughs> Sam Laporta, get him in your draft. She's being drafted outside of the top four tight ends. I can guarantee you he's going to outproduce at least, at least two of the guys being drafted ahead of him. Right. He'll outproduce that Koontz, but yeah. it's, fine. it's fine. I give me give me a just a chance at that. I I just want to see him I run agree. a a couple routes, and then I'll I'll be satisfied. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Scouting Show with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Lockdown NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to thank you for checking out our show. Please go to YouTube, subscribe over there. Uh, you can follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys right back here on Monday.